another networking event, another success. Make sure you come to my next one, which lands on Valentine's Day. All the single ladies and all the single men, this is the place, come and network with business owners. I personally work in property and sometimes it can get a little bit too much going to the same networking events, meeting the same faces. This has been a breath of fresh air. So if you're thinking of coming down to the next one, get yourself there. The tickets will be in the link below. My name is Ibi Aslam and you're listening to Ibi Aslam Uncensored. Welcome to my podcast where we discuss property, business, lifestyle and well-being. If this is the first time you are visiting us, then please hit the follow button on your app. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week, so I'll see you there. Most of the ones that I've done in the past have all been like through Zoom, yeah. Which is a bit different. See, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas compared to this is, uh, I think you can engage and you can... Oh, definitely. Answer the questions a little bit more eloquently as opposed to... Uh, I think I must have, we must have done What's like, the typical audience for this podcast? Business and entrepreneurship. Right, okay, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But, you know, people probably see that I do properties as well a little bit. So it's like... I mean, it's in the business world, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To an extent, if someone's in, in, involved in property, I'm, I'm not talking about the essays and the red yeah, trends. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about if someone's involved in developments or someone's involved in BRRs and doing proper stuff like that on that scale, you've got to have some sort of business experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Right? Seth, thank you for joining me. Local Manchester, right? Absolutely, mate. Just for my audience, please do introduce yourself and tell them who you are and what is it you do so we can just get started. Of course. So... Local lad, ex-accountant. Um, ex-accountant, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, ex-accountant, so practiced in that industry for about seven years before taking the leap and getting full-time into property. Nice. Which was an interesting decision, a very ballsy move at the yeah. time. And um, carried on cracking on, really, with that. Family has always been in self-employed business. Your family, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was one of the first that went into university. Okay. And then carried on pushing on from there to getting into the industry of property and basically just embarking on something what I really enjoy. It's uh, I see it as quite a creative space to be able to deploy skills, people skills, experiences, um, and form long-standing relationships. Nice. Uh, I've not found anything where you can actually speak to individuals about opportunities and and large sums of money yeah. compared to property and, and have somebody have an understanding of some sort yeah, or you're yeah, not yeah, having yeah. to explain the basics. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Really? Everyone has an understanding, but it's, uh, it's to what point do you solve a problem that somebody else doesn't? And that's what I love about property. That's nice. So how old are you? Because you, you look... Uh, how old do I look? In your probably late 20s or early 30s. Yeah, you got it right. So just turned 30. Just turned 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just turned Shall 30. Shall I open that for you? Is it? No, I'll get it, I'll get it. So just don't, just turned, wait, there yeah. we go. Just turned 30. Yeah. Which is uh, an interesting time, literally just over the weekend, actually. And, oh, so uh, your weekend was yeah, just then? Yeah, literally. Right, well, by the way, when, when does this podcast come out? Are we not filming? No, we are. All right, okay. We do, don't worry. We just, All right, okay. It's freestyle. All right, good yeah. man. Good We're man. in a living room, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, smashed it. We're chilling, it. bro. Smashed it. So this this podcast is going to come out 14th of oh, Jan 2024. Okay. Mad. My next business networking event is on 
Valentine's Day, 14th of February. Tonight was really useful. If you want to come down to an event like this, there's basically no con. Great event, recommend it if you're looking to meet like-minded people and find some real good, solid connections. The tickets will be in the link below. So the reason I say that is when we close off, you can give a New Year message, right? Oh, smashed it, smashed it. Because <laughs> people will still be in the New Year festivity. Yeah, 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 They'll still be hitting 2023. We'll, nice. They'll, they'll still be nah, like... Good in, man. Yeah. You just turned 30 over the weekend. You was an accountant for nine years, did you say? Seven. Seven years. So I guess you must have started pretty early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, University, 21 years old, graduated straight into um, graduate roles. Worked for Enterprise, a car rental firm yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, basically built the skill set there. That was an interesting role. It's not your typical accounting, number crunching, tell me how much profit you've made, please, uh, sort of role. It was more so you're the branch manager of an enterprise branch. Okay. I work with you to make you more money. So you were doing the all the hard work. Based on the data. Right. That okay. is there. If you are selling and you are not selling this service, mm. that the other branches making a ton of money on. Yeah, yeah. Why are you not selling this sort of thing? So it was, it was, it was a really, really nice role. It's, it's. I'd say it's probably the most transfer, like transferable role I've done to what I'm doing now in property. Wow. Okay. Is what I would say. So, at what age did you decide that I want to go into property? Like, where, where, where did that transition take place? So, do you know what it is, mate? It's like, I wanted to get into this at probably 22, 23. Wow. But didn't do it. So still working. Yeah. And to put this very honestly, yeah. we come from like, we, you know, I'm guessing you're Pakistani. Yeah. Yeah. Pakistani culture. Um, everyone that I knew in the Pakistani culture that was doing well yeah. of any kind yeah. either had doubled or was in property. Mm. Like it was just it seemed to be like the secret source. It was the key to wealth. Yeah. And I was like, right, how the hell do I get into this? First yeah. off. There was, I wasn't in the environment of going out and seeking knowledge, going on YouTube and seeing. At that time when I was out there, a lot of YouTube content was about the US market. Got it. A lot of sourcing about, you know, sourcing deal packaging for the US market. Yeah. I didn't think anything like that existed in this market. Little did I know that it was been going on for 30, 40 years yeah, prior yeah. to then. And that carried on going on. And then I embarked on a lovely show that all of us watch, which is Homes Under the Hammer. Yeah. And I was working from so home. So whilst that... you was working, yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was working from home that day. I remember this vividly. Yeah. And uh, typing away on a 24 grand salary. And there was a guy in front of me who did a flip in, I can't remember where, but did a flip. He made 60 grand profit from the deal. It would, you know, the numbers there were a bit sketchy, but... 60 grand profit <laughs> for what it was. He didn't do any work. I builded it all the graft. Right. But he made 60 grand profit uh. in six months. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm selling this and we're going to be going out and looking for the next So you're watching this, right? I'm watching this and I'm like absolutely slugging it away on this like 24 grand salary. I was like, mate, I need to get into this life somehow, whatever's going on. And then uh, long story short, I just had this vivid interest of, wanting to speak to anyone that I knew that was in property, family members, uncles, cousins, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? Oh yeah, I've got rental properties here. Yeah, let me all go and have a look at it. Um, so it was, uh, it was a mad little like upbringing to it. And then I came across the professional community of professional property really. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and learnt about that side and then you soon realise that that professional property community that's out on socials at the minute yeah. is probably not even 1% of the real world of property. <laughs> and then you, you develop these skills there and then you go into the real world of property and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, they don't teach you about this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. But, um, yeah, it was an interesting... Interesting. So as you obviously was sat down on that desk with a 24,000 salary and you was um, looking at home, homes under the hammer with this guy making 60K. Mm. And you thought, okay, well, I need to go to the professional side. I guess, did you do the, any courses at that point? Did so you... I, I teamed up with a mentor yep. who took best part of all of my savings at the time. Yep. And I did no due diligence right. on the guy. Went badly wrong. Ooh. Um, I just lost energy, effort in that. Mm. And I look back at it now and I think, you know, that guy did me over. But I also look back at it and think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have had the fire to learn it myself yeah. to make that money back. Is that guy still in the industry? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I completely disconnected, blocked. Yeah, yeah. Makes away. sense. Didn't Makes want, sense. want to see that guy on my Because socials. what we don't want is like bad apples still in there. And if there is, we should tell people who they are so they stay away from them. But if they're gone, they're gone. Okay. So then fast forward, you, uh, you get into the real world of... Mm. Uh, property did you have funds did you go to people like because looking at your page like you're not doing you know you're not doing a rent to rent you're not doing you know like schoolboy stuff mm. like i would say you're doing pretty good you know high-end stuff and you need money for that you right. need you need a source of a channel where you got some money coming in from somewhere or whether it's the bank or whether it's private people or whatever it is so like how did you was that your first journey? Like, just straight, let's just go no, for no, development? No. Or tell big, me. Big, big journey between that. Um, so I've been in the mindset of learning about property actively for the last five years. Got it. The first year and a half, I completely wasted my time. Now, when I say wasted When you mean my, wasted, what do you mean? I, I mean wasted my time where, like, I was jumping into things very quickly, not really lead, reading about it, and then soon realizing when I was either doing networking in that industry that I'm not thought through this properly. Mm. I, I, I just had this, I don't know what it was, characteristic of not doing due diligence properly. Just impatient, just yeah, want to quickly just, know. I, I'll figure it out later. Let's just do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Boom. Right? Which can work well in certain scenarios, but in them scenarios when we were making life-changing decisions probably wasn't working. Um, and I'm, as an accountant, I'm quite a risk-averse person. Like Something needs to click 80 90% of the time in my head for me to think, yeah, it'd be right, let's do it. My next business networking event is on Valentine's Day, 14th of February. Tonight was really useful. If you want to come down to an event like this, there's basically no con. Great event, recommend it if you're looking to meet like-minded people and find some real good, solid connections. The tickets will be in the link below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I've got two, three things that are not answered in my head, you can't do it. I'm not going to look at this properly with you. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah, of yeah. thing. It's just, just the way I work. Yes. And then carried on going. Started off doing a bit of sourcing. Miserably failed. So that's how you started, right? Yeah. yeah. Miserably failed. Really? I want to say. So people always say that, oh, you, you, you know, find the right deal and the money will always follow. Yeah. Right? Which is a, a wicked saying. Yeah. But that was a right deal for me. Mm. Might not be a right deal for Billy. I mean, uh, for Billy or Ibi or whatever, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, this and that. The other thing of it was, 
you look at a deal completely different the way I look at a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where somebody else will look at a deal. Now, the joyous thing about that is, is you can make you know, something is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Now, I was going out there. I was, I was doing my number crunching, doing my work, putting an offer forward, getting a deal accepted. In my eyes, it was a good deal. Yeah. But then I'd go and bring it to someone like yourself, and you'll you'll tell me a different contrast and say, oh, I don't like this because um, it's on a, a street that's got a load of industrial units. Mm. So I'm like, oh, damn it. I, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Then I got another offer accepted. Next door to it, it's a run-down commercial building. No, I don't want that because it's not going to value up well. Shit, man. How did I not think of that? So I did that. Bloody bad. So that failed. That went through, which is all cool. Then I went into rent-to-rent. So I'm doing a bit of rent-to-rent work. Went into rent to rent HMO, realised, wait a second, this is like becoming a lettings agency, but it's not what I want to, it's mm. not why I've come into this industry. Yeah. I have a mission to, to try and replace my salary and replace my lifestyle mm. sort of thing, and that's not what I wanted. So I completely kicked that out after six months. Right. Then I went into rent to sa and soon realised, wait a second, this is even bloody worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, what makes me laugh is people treat it like a side hustle. Far from it. <laughs> Far from it. Don't get me wrong. I got nothing against people that are making money in that side. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. It's not for me. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. Then I thought, wait a second. I started meeting people, starting telling people. At this point, now I'm lost. Right. Where do I go? And you're like I'm, two years in, one no, year? No, this is a year in. Right, okay. So I'm like, where the hell do I go now? Like, I've got no funds. I'm still working. Yeah. I'm saving a couple of hundred quid a month, but it's nowhere near going to make a difference mm. sort of thing, which is probably the position in which most people are at. Yeah. Right? So then I started doing a bit of networking, and then I met a few guys who were doing really well in sourcing, but what they said was they went and found the investors first and then went started hunting out for the deals. Bespoke sourcing, right? right? Yeah. So did that, but none of this how it's, how you've got it now where, you know, pay me a reservation fee and I'll go on. It was just off the cuff. This is what I want. And I had soon had an investor list of 50, 60 people wow. that wanted active stuff. Whether they were qualified or whatever, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, However yeah. it was, yeah. And um, that carried on going. And what I soon realized is if we wanted 15% ROI, John wanted 25% ROI, yeah. but John didn't include half the stuff that Ibi included in his numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so on and so forth. So everyone's numbers were completely different. Everyone's appraisals were completely different, blah, 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 this and that. So then what I did was I set up a little bit of a rule for myself and said, right, I'm not going to assume any finance costs for anyone because everyone's got their own certain scenarios. I'm not going to assume this. I'm not going to assume that. I'm not going to assume that. And I just had this really basic back of a fag packet calculation to tell me whether it was a deal or not. Mm. And then I used to send it out. And then I did well on one or two of them. They worked. I was like, bloody hell, I mastered it. Yeah, yeah. What's going on here? And then I met a guy based in my area, in Oldham, who's got a multi-million pound portfolio. And I was like, where the hell is this guy come from? Like, how have I met this guy at a Manchester networking event and I've never seen this guy around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. The guy just like, and we're still best mates like today. Like, I genuinely considered this guy like as my indirect mentor in life wow. for what he's done. Now, a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be like someone that you're paying to see. Oh, no, absolutely, yeah. It's the guy that you pick up the phone to and be like, like, 
boss, tell me, what, what do I do in this scenario? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a, and he helps me with walks of life. He knows who he is if he's ever watching this, but like that happened. And then he, he took us around and I was, he took us around to his office and I was proposing to do a bit of sourcing for him. Long story short, he was telling me about his assets that he had, told me about this one. We went around to see it, right next to the hospital, two reception rooms, a kitchen in the back, two bedrooms upstairs, bathroom. This could be a HMO. Mm. Could easily be a HMO. And then went around there. Told him. He did a, he did a bit of due diligence. Realised that, wait a second, HMOs work. And yep. they'll work here. He goes, you fancy project money it? I go, yeah. Go on then. And I was desperate for an in into the industry. Yeah, like an opportunity, right? I needed something. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Done. Yeah. Went home and I like, what the hell have I just done here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, couldn't have, couldn't have picked a more fake it till you make it route into the industry yeah. than if I tried. So I went home and I started, like, literally every single person that I had ever met that did HMOs, I started messaging them. Mate, are you free next week for a coffee? Are you, like, what's going on here? Met up with all these people and then built this list of do's and don'ts of HMOs. Mm. I just stuck to that. Then... Interesting thing came round was where the architects came round, started doing all of that. Then the architect told me, have you had a building survey done, yeah? I said, no, 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 no. Then I went, organised a building survey, building survey carried out, building survey, oh, have you done a scope of works yet? No, 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 I haven't done that. Right, okay, <laughs> then I'll do a scope of work. So every professional was telling me the next step yep, yep, of what yep. I needed to do, yeah? yeah, yeah. And it's not the right way to do it, right? But then the builders came in, builders came through and I was like, they walked into the room and I was like, make me a four-bed HMO out of this. Now, if you ever do that to a builder, you're just asking for your pants to be pulled down yep. because they know full well you have no idea what's involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I need to do this and that and that and blah, blah. So, first guy came in, four-bedroom HMO. At the time where we were getting, the room rates were about 10 grand a room you could get developed for. Some guy came in, 110,000 pound is what I quote was for four-bed. Four I was like, what the flip is this guy quoting for? <laughs> right? It's like, this is this is like cost more than what the bloody mortgages left on my house. Like, what, what what's going on about? It's the biggest figure I ever saw. I yeah, yeah. And um, so I looked at that. Then another guy came through. He quoted sixty two grand. I was like, all right, we're getting there. Like, we're coming down. And then what I did was from those two lists or two quotes, yeah. I merged them together. Right. Made one list. The next builder came in. I give him the list. Yeah. Well, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So not you just knowing, used two and two. Yeah, added not knowing sense, what yeah. I needed. And I still remember it. I was sat in a shisha bar and I was just merging the two one night and I was just literally getting it right. So I got it right. Give it out. Then the price came back at 55. Then another price came back at 31. I was like, yo, this is too low. And then another price came back at 45. So my, the guys that I was liking were the 45 guy and the 62 guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was playing them off the two. I couldn't, the, the client wasn't willing to get the 62 guy to work. Yeah. And then the 45 guy was the guy that it was. That was a painful journey. Um, couple of things that didn't go wrong with didn't go right with the builder but got the project finished yeah to a decent standard yeah still rented to date wow. in Oldham rented by four individual ladies that all work for NatWest as bankers wow all living out of Oldham wow. paying top rents at the time and now I'm paying like really good rents and I've not been called back once for a maintenance issue um, that then allowed me to document on my social media the second deal was sold and the third deal was sold, and the fourth deals. Three and a half years later, we've done anywhere. Our largest project has been a 12-bedroom HMO, and we're just about to kickstart an office to seven flats conversion 
on Chester Road in Trafford. Um, Whereabouts on? Right next to the cricket ground. Because I know Chester Road pretty well. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, further down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And um, we've got that. That will become a block of seven SA units that we'll do eventually. And So project managing, right? Project managing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as well as that, while doing all this, so we've done probably 25 projects, project managing. And then as well as that, we've got uh, a number of JV partners now that have just basically figured out that they don't need to be as involved in property yep. by working with me on the jobs that I've done for them on project management. Got it. And then as well as that, is that they just like figured that they just can't invest in property without a partner like myself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've created a really nice JV agreement between ourselves for two, three different people. Nice. For different strategies. One person just wants to buy, renovate, and sell. One person wants to buy, renovate, and hold. And one person wants to buy, renovate, and sell. Uh, buy, renovate, and hold with the exit in three years' time that they're going to sell the whole portfolio. Yes. So we've got that. And then as well as that on the side, I've got angel investors that invest in myself. And it allows me to buy portfolios ourselves. So Very good, very we've good. We've got... Nine projects on at the minute. Nice. So are you project managing all of them? Or have you got like a yeah, yeah. team now? Or? We've just started to build a team. So I've got a chap hopefully starting with us. Yeah. Roughly when this podcast will be released. Yeah, yeah. But um, gives us a bit of time to get our systems in order, get him in. Um, but And that will, that will take things off to another level because that will probably strip away 80% of my workload. Yeah. And allow me to focus on the 20% that... I need to be focusing on the site actually to see if, if the machine is moving. Uh, whereas right now, I can't look at it from a helicopter view because I'm too far engrossed in it. Yeah, yeah too Makes far engrossed in it. But yeah, that's where we're at today. Three and a half years later, a lot of lessons, a lot of learnings, but now at the point where finance isn't an issue. Yeah. To put this without any egotistical manner. Yeah. Like we've got... Well, you work for it, right? Yeah, you we've got quite a bit of cash at our disposal. Not necessarily with me, but through partners. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So, would you say if someone um, wanted to get into the developments or like a project, becoming a project manager or going through that route is a really good route to go down? It is a route, but becoming a project manager isn't necessarily just going, finding a builder and watching them. Yeah. Um, with our side, I think the thing that allowed me to get to where I wanted to quickly yeah. was my accounting experience. And the biggest thing on a site is figuring out, are we on budget? If, we Numbers, make this, right? if I make this decision, how far do I go worse? Okay, if you, if you go back to brick on this place, you're going to be paying more to your plasterer, but you're going to be saving to your electrician and plumber because they don't need to chase out everything and it's not going to take them as long. They can clip to the walls so when the plasterers come back over, they'll be fine. Yeah. So... There's pros and cons and different little things, there's different systems to how we've got it. Are you going to do this with a builder or are you going to do this with individual trades where you're going to have your own joiners, your own plasterers, your own plumbers, and you're the guy that's speaking to them? Yeah. So that's what we do. So you do individually, right? Yeah. So we go, we break it down. We use a contractor, but we only use a contractor for a section of the project. Like so the, big things or? So steel work, floors, slabs, roofs, masonry work. The builder aspects. Yeah, yeah. What you would typically go and get for a builder. Yep. The shell or the superstructure, as they call it. Yeah. We'll get that done by a contractor who's got all those lads that work for him in-house. Yeah. And then when it comes to joinery, we'll then kick off with joiners, electricians, plumbers. Just get me a like. We'll just get them on. 
because now you're in the game, you probably got like so many on on, on mm. dials, right? You probably got five joiners, or you know five joiners. You be ring him, ring him, right? Or you come, you know what you're doing, innit? The other thing as well, the building world is very misunderstood, right? In the sense that people are always worried about getting ripped off by builders, yeah. And builders are just as worried about getting ripped off by people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is, let's say me and you, I'm going to be your builder. Yeah. Right? You've never worked with me. I'm going to ask you for a 20% deposit. Yeah, yeah. You're going to say, I'm not paying you 20% deposit. Yeah. I'll pay you five. That's it. I say, okay, mate, but how do I know if you're going to pay my bill in two weeks? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It goes the other way. Mm. I'm going to do all of this work. I'm going to pay out for all of this material. How do I know that it'd be good for his money? Yeah. The other way around. So you have that little mentality, which if solved, can become a prosperous relationship. Yeah. And that was the moment where things changed for me, where I understood how, what made a, a tradesman's mind tick. And if they were being serious and or if they're just taking the piss. Because mm. there's a lot of piss takers out there. So how do you work with them now? Like what tips could you give to somebody who is watching you and is done it? Like what, what would you say? So let's say new builder. You find a builder, he gives you a quote, you're happy with the quote. What is he quoting off? Are you coming in and is if he's saying, yeah, we'll tile the bathroom. What do you mean tile the bathroom? Are you going to tile the floors? Are you going to tile all the walls? Are you going to do half-height walls? Are you going to just tile the shower area? Wow, gonna... so go Pacific, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. if, you're, if, you want to get your, if you want to get your car painted yep. or sprayed, are you going to ask them to spray the whole car or are you going to ask them to spray just the bonnet? Yep. You're going to be specific, aren't you? 100%. So it's going into those little details. What type of tile? Big tiles? Small tiles? The small tiles are going to take them so much longer. Now... So many times I'll, like, I've, I've seen it where a developer goes and gets another quote, which we've got no dramas with, but you've got to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. And that's the same when you're going out and getting two quotes of someone else. Yeah. Um, so what we like to do is we like to get a scope of works drawn up. And the scope of works normally entails everything from start to finish, what they need to do. Not telling you how to do it, but what you want them to do. Right. So please use two mil spaces in between your tiles. I'm not bothered about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want tiling to be done with this size tile. This is the square meters of the space that you've got. Yeah. And so on and so forth. And you continue pushing it on from there. Yeah. You then get a price off a tiler. You then get a price off another tiler. You'll be able to very quickly see what the price difference is. Yeah. There can't, there can't be an option that he's allowed for something that he hasn't. Mm. Unless you've missed something. Yeah, yeah. Unless I'm the tiler and I said to you, Ibi, you've not allowed, you've not told me to uh, allow for any adhesive. So, right, okay, I've told you that, Ibi, Ibi it's going to be another 200 quid for that. So, you've gone and got a price for somebody else. You better make sure that he's also priced you for adhesive yeah, because yeah. you missed it on my sheet. So, that's one way. Yeah. Okay. It's making sure that your pricing of something was worth to be priced off. Mm. Unless the, the quote's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the first thing. Second thing is you go out and see their projects. You go out and see, is it a clean site? Is it an organized site? But how site? do you say that to someone like, I want to come and see your work? Just straight That's like, it. Do you know what I mean? they're not offended, right? No. Okay. So for me, it's, if they're offended, that's it. Red flag, done. Finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other thing that you've got is 
if they're free to start quicker than two, three weeks, mm. something's wrong, right? Okay. The busy ones are the good ones. Mm. If they're not busy, then something's not right. Yeah. Is what I would say. And if you're ready for someone tomorrow and you've done preparation for the last two months, yeah. then theoretically, and you've left it that late to have that conversation, yeah. then I think you've shot yourself in the foot because you should have had that conversation a lot earlier to get somebody in to have a look at something. Yeah. If they're not free to come out early enough, then it's a good thing. Yeah. I've been in a room where, I'm going to use a Tyler example again, but Tyler's been in front of me and the phone's been ringing constantly and he's answered the phone and he says, yeah, sorry, I'm booked up for four months. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm booked up for four months. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm booked up for four months. But the good ones are busy. Now, are the good ones always going to be busy for you once you've used them? No. Because they're prioritised. They, they, they're just as worried. They have their client list. Yeah. You're going to prioritise your clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the big money payers or the guys who pay on time. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, I keep jumping from point to point. No, no, My I, mind's I'm racing. Right? <laughs> I'm good. But it's like, I'm the sure other people, point, people need to stay with it. <laughs> the, the other point that I've got is, is like, the biggest thing yeah. is paying on time. Right. That's all they're worried about. If you say to someone that I'm going to pay you on Friday and they're still chasing you on the Sunday, then more likely than not, they're probably going to prioritize somebody else over you. Even if, some, even if you're offering them more money, mm. they want a surety that they're getting paid. Yeah. And that's the big rule for me and my lads. Right. If they know that if... Seth said you're getting paid, you're getting paid. If the plasterers asked for a bill paying for five grand and I've gone in there and realistically there's only three grand worth of work done, you're not getting paid five grand. Yeah. But they'll know about that. Before they even, like in our culture, we say just make sure you don't do a ladder. Mm. And that's the biggest thing in, in the building world. Right. Don't say to someone something that you can't deliver on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the same way back. Don't tell me you're going to be ready by Friday when it's not going to be ready by Friday. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how this world works. Let's just say in terms of payments, what do you give them a percentage up front? Like, how, how do you work that part out? Do you yeah. give them 20% up front first? Depends. Depends. Like, someone beginner, like, I know, like, you're, you've, you're seasoned now, so... It depends. Totally depends. Does I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I'm not a fuss to paying deposits. The deposit side of it really works on the basis that Let's say, for argument's sake, you're going to show me that, Seth, I need to buy some, I need to pay some money for skips, I need to buy some material, yeah. I need to put some money down for scaffolding on this project. Like, you want to do all of that, then yeah, you're rightfully asking for a deposit. Yeah. If you're asking me for a deposit for materials, yeah. because you need to order the materials, I know you're talking smack because there's credit accounts out there. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't got access to credit accounts, is there something wrong? I'm not a builder and I've got a couple of tens of thousands in credit account facilities for my projects. Yeah. Sort of thing. That's a very good point you just made Do you know what there. I mean? That's Do you know what a mean? really, really good. I think people don't even see it like that and because you, you're on that angle. You, yeah. If they come back and say to you, oh, we need money for material, well then, how, right? The question is mm. how because they should have accounts, right? They should have a, 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 like a credit facility as such. Now, how they run their credit facilities up to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And how that goes about it from there. Now, it, it's all about picking out based on the mentality of what you have on the builders in front of you. So th there's, there's the deposit aspect. Covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the project, it differs for individual to individual. Right. Differs from trade to trade. Electricians, plumbers, 
they're generally what are known by milestone payments. So what, what's that? Sorry, milestone payments. What are so they? When you reach this certain point, yeah, we will pay you this amount, right? Or we will invoice for this amount, yeah, which is fine. Mm. And you just got to make sure that everything is done to that amount, yeah, or yeah, to yeah. that point. So plumbing, first fix, second fix plumbing. First fix will come in and lay all the pipes. Yeah. What you need, you then need to make sure that they've got all the right pipes for where what's what. It's in the right place where the washing machine's gonna go. Bloody blah, blah, this and that. That's that. This is checking and snagging is a side to payments now. Yeah. Then they come back. It's plastered. You've painted. You've miscoated. Second fix plumbing now. They completed second fix plumbing. We're going through a guide by guide how to do a house up, right? Yeah, we are. But I'm talking more so on the payment side. Right. Yeah, that. yeah. When they get that aspect done, they they will want paying for it. Yeah. Now let's say for argument's sake, I say to you, Seth, I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, Ibi, I'm going to, I want five grand for when this is done. Mm. We've come to that point and it's not done, but I know you're almost there. It's just Seth, like, uh, sorry, Ibi, can I invoice you for four grand, please? Mm. I was going to invoice you for five. We'll leave a grand still on there. I look at it and think, right, realistically, yeah, you know what? A grand's enough for you to come back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's all cool. Then plasterers, joiners, builders, decorators. Yeah. To some degree, we'll want paying regularly. Yeah. As the project's progressing. Yeah. They got bills to pay, sort of thing. So how do you do it? The best way I look at it is a valuation model. Okay. Now, let's say you're a plasterer. You've got four rooms, two bathrooms, so six, two reception rooms. Yeah. You're on eight, one kitchen, and one closet. Ten spaces. Yeah. I'm sorry. Two hallways, so 12 spaces, Yeah. right? In the house that need to be paint, uh, plastered. Yeah. They all need boarding. Your bills come through at 12 grand. Right. For argument's sake. I'm keeping easy numbers. You've gone in to see them one, one and you know that it's a thousand pound of space. You know that there's two aspects to this job. One is boarding and one is plastering. Yeah. So let's say that you divide that 12 grand pot into two lots of 6,000 for boarding, 6,000 for plastering for the whole job. Yeah. You've got 12 spaces, 500 quid a space for boarding, 500 quid a space for plastering. Hmm. You've gone in at the end of week one. You've gone in to check how work's been going on. Three spaces are boarded, one space is plastered. Yeah. Right? So that means you're getting, you pro out of that 500 pound, 500 pounds. So I'm paying you two, jan, two grand hmm. for the first week. Come the next week, nothing's changed. You ain't, you're not getting nothing off me. Hmm. We come in, we do a valuation visit together, myself and the tradesman. We agree what the right percentage is of money that's been done. We hold a little bit to the end. And then, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, very informative. And you, you can't really go wrong. The only bit that you can go wrong is you misinterpret how much you need to pay. Yeah, yeah. So it's very important to, like, at the start, when they, before you take them on, you just clear that up. Everything needs to be clear. Yeah. And if they say no, we don't like that, red flag. Sorry, pal, I don't work that way. Yeah, yeah. Since after COVID... I know people have been saying that building works have, the building the equipment of you know the building uh, materials, materials have gone up of certain things and this and that in terms of electricians and plasterers is, has everything really gone up or is it just certain things that have gone up or just gone up but well, it's come back down now right so timber has actually gone cheaper has it right yeah, okay a lot cheaper yep um we actually had an email to say a price decrease happened last month right in timber um which is interesting Completely against the rhetoric of what people are saying. Yeah. Um, 
The other thing as well is that we're actively involved in the industry to the point where we're supplying materials ourselves right. as well, or chunky materials. Yeah. If you're a plasterer, I'll buy you all the boards and I'll buy you all the bags. But I don't want to buy you screws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I'll let you deal with that. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes the same amount of time to order a £10 box of screws than it does to order £10,000 worth of plasterboard. Wow, okay. It takes the same time. Yeah. But a 5% saving there is game changing. Mm. 500 quid. 5% saving here is what? Five pence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll focus on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Totally makes sense. Yeah, so that's how we, that's how we split out that side. But material side is uh, a lot of things have gone up and stayed there. So plaster, so anything that is made by um, gas and electric or in a mill, so plasterboard, plaster bags, um, what else? Paint. Right. That's gone up. And it stayed up because right. energy prices are still up there. Yeah. Whereas everything else that isn't related to energy has come back down. So give me some examples. Timber. Right. Timber's come back down. Um, all your sheets of timber have come yeah. down. Cable has come down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pipe, plastic pipes, copper pipes okay. come down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, on average, if on a, like they say, three bedroom house, like an average, like not like in a good area, but just, just for rentals, for... HMOs or that sort of thing. Just someone watching who wants to understand like how much should they pay for a bathroom or how much should they pay for a kitchen, what would you say? So let's look at it overall because you can you can do different things. We've got we've got really good contacts now in the industry where we can get stuff really cheap. Yeah. For good quality. Right. And for those that know me, I don't like putting in budget quality items. Right. And I don't like putting in top quality items. I'm mm. real middle ground. Yeah. Where you get a good bit of wear and tear out of the item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're nice to install, they're nice to fit, they're nice to buy, um, and you can leave a good standing product. I'd say a HMO, for argument's sake, to explain it to you, a HMO conversion would probably cost you £10,000 a bedroom yep. three years ago. Now that same HMO conversion will probably cost you £16,000, £17,000 a bedroom. Okay. That's almost a 60% increase Wow. In, in price. Yeah. You look at it from... Dormers, for example, we used to get dormers done for five, six K, cladded, insulated, everything. Now we're talking 15, 20 grand. Yeah. Because the insulation has gone through the roof. Mm. Um, so it's... Uh, so it all depends on the property and so much goes into it, doesn't it? Numbers. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think a normal standard house used to cost about 15 grand to completely go back to brick and do up. Now you're talking 25. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just say you've got a house, you've stripped it out fully. Everything needs doing on the house. What would you say do first, second, third, fourth? Would you say start from the roof before even um, stripping it out? Or where, where, would well, you, where would you start? If everything had to come out, and, and even including windows. So give me like first, second, third, fourth. On a side note, you'll have to have to come out to one of our projects. Yeah. And we can film this question Oh, you know what, we'll do that. We'll do, definitely do that, yeah. Film this, film this question as a video. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's a really good one. Now, you generally start off with the structure. Yeah. You work your way down, your roof. Right. Your brickwork on the outside. You focus on the externals, and then you do the internal structural aspects, which are your floors, your slabs, your steelwork. Yeah. To make sure that the shell is good enough. Right. Any cracks, anything along with that's floors and sidewalls and roof, whatever needs to be done, that needs to be sorted first. Right. So the whole 
phrases getting the place watertight is what's used. So roof first, then what do you mean outside? External walls. Yep. Does it need to be pointed? Are there any cracking? Mm. Do you need windows changing? Sort of thing. Uh, and then you go inside internally. Are the walls, uh, sorry, are the floors messed? Are any of the internal walls bowing in any way? Do they need to be rebuilt? Yep. So you do everything on that side and then you focus on what the layouts will be. Stud walls. I need to create a door through this wall. Yep. I need to put lintel in through here. Um, you then start making the layout. You then start putting in your services, such as your electrics and your plumbing. Yep. Gas feeds, water feeds, waste feeds, so on and so forth. Then you start covering everything up with plasterboard. Once your plastering goes on, your plasterboard goes on. After that, then you start decorating or a light deco. So it's what we call a mist coat. Because what that does is it shows all the imperfections in the plaster. So if someone's done really rough plastering, then uh, we'll be able to see all of that. Yep. And then the guys come back and start putting on the doors, the light switches, the sockets, the toilets, the bathrooms, the laminate starts going down. And then after that, we get the kitchen installed, and then the decorating, and then flooring, and then blinds, and then get it clean, and then you're all done. What a perfect way to put that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got it. We've got it down to clockwork now. Yeah, yeah. Where most of our stuff, we've done enough now to get to a point where we've got a standard system, and every project that we go into, we just literally sit at the start of it, and I can get what used to take me nine hours. Yeah, I can spend an hour and get a full scope done on this property. Interesting. Having seen the place. You just go through it and say, no, I don't need that. 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 Yeah, it needs all of these, but no, no, no I don't need that. No, yeah. And you just strip them out. And then from there, uh, the team then kickstart. We produce all our plans. We send it out to the professionals that we need to or the tradesmen that we need to. Yeah. Um, get them to price, get them to quote. We sort of know their rates anyway already. So we'll tell them, look, this is what we've got allowed in for you. Yeah. Are you happy with this? And 99% of the time, they'll say, yeah, let, and we crack on sort of thing. So we can get a job priced up within... Probably a day. We might do that for even this episode because it's a while before this is going to come out. We might come out to one of your projects and just do one. And, of course. And then make, uh, put like a part one, part two out. Mate, anytime. That might be a good anytime. idea. Roots of Pakistan, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about investing up there? Have you done any investments there? Like, no. You haven't? I haven't done anything. Never do anything. Do you think there's huge opportunities there? Because like, so many people talk about everything up there, right? There is, but... Does it make sense for you? I know some big wigs that are making some silly dollar out there that yeah. are pulling their money out to come back here. Wow. So. But it's not for you. I don't ever see myself moving there. Right. And, and is that your thought thought process? Like, because I'm not there, it's, you can, I can make... Without going into too much details, you know what it's about, like, in terms of... Oh, you mean family you, politics? Yeah, can you, can, you can't even trust oh, family Oh, right, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, definitely. Sort of yeah, like, yeah. here... You can touch and feel. That that's the beauty of property. Yeah, yeah. You can touch and feel what you're investing in. Yep. Out there, like, who, I know what it takes to be active in development. Mm. Who's going to do that day-to-day -day role there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a team or you need, a, like, and a brother or someone, like, you know, right? Unanimously, everyone that says, unless you are out there yourself, you are not, it's not going to be delivered as you need to. And I have got plenty of people in my network that are doing some crazy stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff out there. Right. And they are doing crazy stuff out there because they have the team, the resource, the backing. Yeah. They have individuals that 
are from here that they generally trust that are over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorting things out. So for me, it's just... It's just not for you, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Would I want to go out there and build a family home? Yes, probably at some point. Not Maybe not now, but I think the... You're still I, young. I think the... Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. I, think the, uh, I think the politics of the country don't help. Um, the rate being the way it is and it's not slowing down. Is it the most sensible investment to be in at the minute? Probably not. You can make a load of money out there, but I know a load of people that have made paper money. Mm. But when it comes to converting back to sterling, they've lost all that money. Yeah, because of the rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, no, totally. Last question before we get this wrapped up. Um, social media. What's your journey like with social media? I mean, you're doing a lot of great things. Are you pretty on it when it comes to sharing it? or are you? I like... used to be on it. Right. I used to be on it. Uh, I'll be very honest. It's probably the single most driver of my business. Yeah. 95% um, of the connections that I make to date, even now, yeah. are from social media. Yeah. Uh, when I tell people that sometimes, that I'm not from the world of social media themselves, it's very hard for them to believe. Mm. But you you get what you put in is my perfect summarization for social media yeah in that sense i think the real challenge with social media at the minute is that there's too much fake it till you make it mm. actors out there right that show the lifestyle but when you start to do the due diligence and see the projects that they're doing in real life yeah then you realize that they've got castles built on small sticks <laughs> really instead of proper foundations so yeah. i say with i say with myself like we, we you know i don't i don't share a lot a lot of the stuff that i just generally share is stuff that is of value yeah. or stuff that will the way i see my instagram is like it's a it's a shop front mm. for my jv partners for my investors to look at me and be like this is who it is yeah but at the same time we share a little bit about family we share a little bit about you know, what I do outside of property to show that I'm not a robot and I've got a bit of a life outside of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big thing I would say is that you just got to be very careful with socials. You will find some genuine, genuine connections, but the also damaging side of it, which I suffered a little bit of, is comparing yourself to others Yeah. on there. I think a lot of people's... You don't know what this person started at and where you started at is at a completely different point completely different factors yeah they had money you didn't have money they had contacts you had money mm. everyone has a different walk of life yes sort of thing and when you fast forward five years time someone's absolutely killed it in one year how do you know they've killed it in one year they might be saying that this is their development but only have a two percent equity share in the development but it's their development they're not lying but are they really as well off as you stressing out damn it, how's Ibi done that? Oh my God. Like, if Ibi can do it, I can do it. Mm. You have all these sabotaging thoughts in your head and they're all fueled by social media. So as much as I love it, sometimes I absolutely hate it. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about social media is that it can allow you to put a story out, allow you to keep your followers engaged. And surprisingly, the content that I put out where I put time and effort always flop mm. and the content i put out there's just rough and raw do wicked yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. that's just been my mantra is that like yeah. just just put just show up that's it yeah show up show someone a picture show someone wherever like i'll go home today and i'll just 
when, when I'm in bed, I just look at all the photos I've taken from the day from my projects and I think, oh yeah, I'll post that one, I'll post that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to being there and posting it and showing and like showing people around the site. It's just one of those, man. Like, yeah. Um, how do people reach out to you? Instagram's probably the easiest way. Okay. In all honesty. And then it depends if there's a, a conversation that would be of, you know, reciprocal value. Yeah. I uh, will then take that off board and maybe go to WhatsApp. But WhatsApp, yeah. Instagram is the best way to reach out. So we'll out. put your um, Instagram yeah. in the descriptions below. Perfect. So people can reach out to you. That's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Seth, look, thank you so much for such an honest conversation. I feel like uh, you've kind of come a long way and you started yeah. off where most people probably are now. Yeah. And they look at you and feel very, very inspired. And I really wish you the best in everything that you're doing and just keep doing great work. Absolutely, bro. And thank you, bro. Mate, I appreciate pleasure. it. Pleasure. Good man. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode insightful. And if you did, make sure you subscribe so you won't miss the next one. Don't forget, we are also on YouTube. You can watch these interviews in full there too and join the discussions in the comments. Just search Ibi Aslam Uncensored. There's new episodes every week. So I'll see you there.